I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. It's just got to get out there, man, because fear causes hesitation, and hesitation causes your worst fears to come true. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. I'm Paul Goodman. I'm Bodhi, and today we should be discussing Point Break. Only not that one. Uh, no, this is the 2015 remake of Catherine Bigelow's classic 90s homoerotic surf movie, and the first movie in this next <laughs> recommendations month. Yes, Point Break, the, yeah. the, the, the surf one. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Whoa, dude. dude. Oh, totally. Gonna catch the wave. Keanu Reeves, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's better, Jake, than, than uh, anything we're going to do for the next hour. So let's just get on with it. This film, uh, this week was recommended by Nell, who's Nell. Uh, my girlfriend. She's uh, Australian. Yes. She's a girl. Yes. We met on the farm. The farm. The farm. She was a uh, shoesmith. Ah. And I was a kind of, you know, like back in the, this is back in the old country. I was a bit of a farm hand. Like, <laughs> I've often said of you. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give that to Paul. He's a bit of a farm <laughs> hand, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yes, you best uh, pay attention to that warning, sirs. I'm from the old country. Um, she was very impressed by my handing in <laughs> the way you farms, handed that farm, the way I handled farms, um, the way I uh, lightly fingered farms. Uh, oh God! Not in that way. The other, the archaic meaning the of archaic the word fingering. Of fingered. <laughs> oh, Margaret! My, perhaps I might finger that pie. <laughs> Fuck off, Clarkson! You're trying to take advantage of the fact that this is old, fat, timey times by fingering things. <laughs> It still exactly means that. Oscar Wilde characters finger things. <laughs> um, like, and, and. Only very decrepit old Bibles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> young, young boys with short, like school shorts. Yes. Um, they finger old Bibles before. <laughs> in desperation. Before the patriarch comes in and just pushes their face into an Iron Maiden. <laughs> so, thank you, Nell. <laughs> Thanks, Nell. For that, I love you. In conclusion. <laughs> yeah, so the film was directed by Erickson Kaur, a three-time winner of the Jean-Claude Van Damme Award for Best Name in Hollywood. Uh, the movie was written and co-produced by Equilibrium perpetrator Kurt Wimmer, a nominee for the 2002 Jean-Claude Van Damme Award for the Best Name in Hollywood. He lost to Tay Diggs. The film was received by critics like some bogus aggro in their impact zone, totally mullering their bitch and kickflip. Who are you? Who am I? Ignace Vishnevetsky uh, over at the AV Club um, said, boldly reimagining Catherine Bigelow's cult favourite as a movie where absolutely nobody seems to be having any fun. Uh, the new point break drops the original zen-like balance of macho mysticism uh, and camp in favour of dour humorlessness. Humorlessness. I really stuck the landing there. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Nixon Carmichael, IMDb reviewer and young hopeful for the 2017 Jean-Claude Van Damme Award for Best Name in Hollywood, said it's almost as if they made a terrible movie on purpose. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do, do that. They wouldn't do that. They'd be stupid, Nixon. 
uh, Nick underscore it underscore as over IMDb mm-hmm. uh, said there is no logic. The characters are half dimensional. The star is beyond ridiculous and annoying. The girl is on drugs. The pace is awful. They jump from scene to scene like monkeys jump from tree to tree. Quite poetic. It got quite poetic at the end. Yeah. It's, we've got a, um, a Beowulf on our hands. The writer of Beowulf. <laughs> we have a, a, an Icelandic saga going here. <laughs> I feel. What will Bjorn do next as this girl on drugs inexplicably comes up in yet another scene? So, Paul, you ass end of a dead rhino. Yo. What did you make of um, Point Break? Well, I had a real Keanu Reeves looking <laughs> kind of guy. He was a bit, he was, he was a bit, uh, not sun-kissed. He was a bit like life-blasted. Yeah. And, 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 and a bit like, well, but whoa. Uh, that would be where the similarities begin <laughs> and end. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, immediately end. Im- Im- immediately end, like a uh, really short thing. <laughs> like one of those. Yeah. Well, one thing that didn't suddenly end was the film. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that pie. Yes. Come, um, come join me in the pie. Okay. I can't breathe in anymore. This isn't, isn't a good pie to discuss films <laughs> in. It wasn't the best pie. It starts with him, Johnny mm-hmm. Utah. Um, Johnny Utah. Yeah. I would say he's more Generation X than Y. Yes, he's more like, of a... He's more of a sort of, I don't care about you. You're not my... You're not a boss. Yeah, he's more know. a Dave Texas. Yeah, or whatever. Roger. <laughs> Wisconsin. He's he's grabbed life by the balls. He's yeah. got... um He's advertising monster energy drinks. Yeah. Um, he's on this bloody mountain with a bike, with a friend with a bike. Oh, it's very uh white knuckle, enthralling kind of stuff. Fucking hell, a helicopter comes out of nowhere for yeah, no reason? Just, just does, that, that does a flip. Yep. Um, <laughs> Johnny Utah came here to do a big, big old jump. Yeah. He says to his friend who was called Jeff, Jeff, I really want to do this stunt. It's going to be sick. You'll be fine, I promise. <laughs> so Johnny Utah makes the jump. He sticks the landing. He does. Jeff uh, does the opposite of stick. He dicks the landing. He dicks the landing and he dies. Yeah, he, he falls to his, his death. Yes. Uh, which greatly haunts Johnny Utah. Yeah. And that's sort it. of a tragic character sometimes when he remembers. Yeah. And that's, well, that's, that's his uh, extreme sports career over. It's over. Gone with the sponsorship. No more monster. Nope. He goes from having absolutely no education whatsoever to being a big time cop. Yes. He goes and gets his GCSEs. Yeah. Does an A level in big time copping. In cops. In cops. Yeah. He gets his BA in being a badass. Yeah. And, then and he, his M- MA in being employable uh, by Delroy Lindo. <laughs> Which he does, luckily. Because it's a very it's a very niche course, that one. The gamble um, really paid off. Yeah, he gets hired by Delroy Lindo to yeah. be a big-time secret agent cop guy. Yeah. They are chasing some guys who steal stuff now and then. Yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, they steal stuff now and then whilst doing extreme sports to get away. Yes. Such as robbing some diamonds and jumping out a window and, like, parachuting down. They're, they're, they're smart. They're fun-loving, and they've got oh, a sense God, of yeah. humour. Yeah, they have. They've got CCTV they... of them. Oh. They got, they're on the CCTV, right? Like in the in the bank. Yeah, they've got the president's uh, faces on uh, masks. <laughs> Mavericks. They've they've got um. Oh, it's all modern. They've got George W. Bush. W. Bush. And he holds up a little sign in front of the camera that says "Mission Accomplished." Like Satya, a barmer guy, oh. who says "Yes, we can." Fuck yeah, yes we can. Yes, that's a slogan had by Barack Obama. Yes, Barack Obama. Barack Barack Obama. <laughs> I'm Barack Obama, <laughs> and I I say yes, we can. 
Yeah, so they have a sense of humor. They're fun-loving, yeah. but they also have a purpose. Yes. A purpose that only a sort of extreme sportsman like Johnny Utah would recognize, because they are trying to complete the Azaki 8. Yes. What the fuck is the Azaki 8? I hear you whisper into your commuting beard. Don't worry. Yeah. We're going to explain everything. Yeah, and luckily for Delroy Window... Delroy Window... An, an extreme sports star like Johnny Utah came along um, with this information fully lodged in his little uh, bike brain. Um, he explains what these eight challenges are. Yeah. There are eight challenges yeah. um, that you have to complete in order to achieve enlightenment or not. Because giving back, like we do these stunts and then whilst you do it, you have to give back. Right. But if you didn't do them, you wouldn't have to give back for them. The- Shut up, <laughs> says Battle, says Bodhi. Oh, right, right. Radical. Ra- totally. I yeah. don't know. I'm Generation X, Johnny Utah. I don't. I don't know about it. Yeah, and so he uh, he 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 says all of this to Delroy Lindo. Yeah, and and he goes, "All right, then you better go and meet Ray Winston, who is um, gonna... <laughs> the best person to talk to about this extreme sports situation." <laughs> What's that, you slags? <laughs> and yeah, so so he meets um fuck not Delroy Lindo. He meets Ray Winston in Biritz, yeah, which is in France. Oh, lovely. Um. Uh, nice azure ocean, lots of beautiful people, um, yep. da- dancing on boats and, uh, catching big waves. And Ray Winston in the middle of it all going, <laughs> you fucking slags! <laughs> um, yeah. I don't like going to the beach unless I know Ray Winston's gonna be there. <laughs> he's got a cheese sandwich with a crust cut off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's covered in seagulls. <laughs> Picking at his barnacles. Picking at his barnacles. He is the old man of the sea. <laughs> he rises when the tide is high. And he is the English Gary Busey. <laughs> he is the English Gary Busey. He's British Busey. Yeah. Um, and so British Busey is meant to go out there to handle him as Utah is going to attempt to go undercover with the extreme sports dudes because yeah. they keep robbing stuff now and then when they remember to. They're in the middle of the ocean. Surf some waves. Yeah. Johnny Utah goes to surf out the big wave just at the same yeah. time that Bodie's going out to surf the big wave. Yeah. Um, and Utah falls off his board. Yeah. And Bodhi is faced with a chance to finish mm-hmm. the surf. Thus completing one of the stages of the Azuki 8. One of the 8 and a, riding a wave that's only going to come around every couple of years. Or... I think every couple of lifetimes. I, I think they say a couple of years. Oh, well, I don't know anything. They don't know. Fucking they don't know idiots. waves. I hate them. Or he can save some fucking guy who's not even Keanu Reeves. And he chooses the latter. <laughs> Rescue's not Keanu Reeves. It beggars belief. It beggars all of the belief. Yeah. He takes him back to his boat. They party a bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you used to be an extreme sports guy. I remember you. I yeah. remember seeing you on a cover of Kicks and Tricks. Yep. <laughs> Sweet flips and neat blips. Flips. On the, uh, <laughs> on the, on the uh, grand spectrum of life. It's very grand essential. Yeah. Jean-Paul Sartre used to write for that <laughs> magazine. <laughs> He was editor-in-chief for a while. It was a sick flip. It's a shame it's ultimately meaningless. <laughs> yes. And yet, can we assign meaning because of how sweet the flip was? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, here are some knockers. <laughs> yeah, extreme well, sports. Sp- no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of which, here's our love interest. <laughs> oh, speaking of existentialism, here's our love interest. <laughs> um, and then he, he goes off to another bit of the boat, and there's a woman. And he follows her and they dive into the water and it's all yeah. pretty down there and she's yeah. pretty and he's pretty and the yeah. ocean's pretty and they could be pretty together maybe. Yeah. And That's then, how the audience is expected to feel according to this spreadsheet that the producers made. 
Oh yeah. So they have a they have a bit of a thing. Yeah. And there's... they'll always be they're always going to be together now, I think is the is uh, absolutely the... always for now and yeah. forever. They 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 licked each other's elbows and now that's it forever. Uh, meanwhile, he catches up with these dudes. Yeah. Um under a bypass. Yes. He has a bit of a fist fight with them yes. in which he earns their respect. It's not immediately clear. They seem to they seem to really, really hate him after the fist fight. Yes, but and then they, almost they... immediately Bodhi's like, please come with us as we complete the most important thing of our lives. Yes. <laughs> so then, <laughs> then I guess instead of having any like metaphorical or, or figurative fighting mm. to earn the respect of anybody, including his peers and boss, yeah. he had one literal fight. Yeah. yeah. So he they invite him to go suit diving. I meant to Google what that was actually called. They wear yes. a big squirrel costume and jump off a Base tall thing. So in the next scene, <laughs> yes, they have a bit of a ski, like the, like you yeah. know, with the poles or a snowboard. Yes, snowboarding. Yeah, it's snowboarding. That's it's what they snowboarding. Do. They, yeah. they 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 have the one. It's the one ski. Then they went up with both skis in order to do some skiing, and then all <laughs> of them managed to. Lo- one guy lost both skis, and so they had to redistribute. Yeah, and they only got one each. You know? that's, yeah, socialism. <laughs> that is all surfboard, said Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was there. Unfortunately, during this. One of our beloved characters dies! Because Johnny Utah decides to do Keep a going. stupid route. Yeah, like they, they, they do it halfway. Uh, and yeah. he's like, no half measures or something. And then they keep going. And then mm-hmm. one of them dies, the lovable... Mm-hmm. Um, his name Man. was... Man. Matt. Uh, uh, yep, his name was Ben... Snow King. Snow King, which is ironic, because he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> he was the worst skier, and he fell off a thing and died. Yes. Um, and so that was the end of that um, stunt scene. Yeah, they have a little funeral for him. Um, yeah, and then a party around the pyre. Yeah, at the funeral, yeah. yeah. Whilst he's still burning. The next stunt scene... Well, no, no, before that, uh, Johnny Utah does have sex with that girl. Which and... is the next stunt scene. That's the stunt scene. <laughs> yeah, they have sex whilst um, zorbing. <laughs> it's excellent. Oh, and also she tells him all of Bodhi's backstory, which is dull... Uh, it's something to do with that guy. We uh, we, le- we learn more about Azaki. Yeah. Remember the guy who came up with the challenges? Yeah. He wasn't even that interested in doing the challenges. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was yeah. his thing. All of this is so pointless. Yeah. Stop doing this, everyone. Even Azaki just was just like, you know, it'd be great. Like, And then it's like, we've got to do it. We've got to do exactly what he said. We've got to ride a caravan to Torquay and like, get <laughs> ice cream. Just like he said. I just thought it'd be fun, you know. No. <laughs> Got to find all the crabs in Scarborough and put them in, <laughs> and put them in as few buckets as possible. He was the taskmaster. He was just a real dickish person. Get this bowling ball up this hill using only a swan. Right on, man. Right on. He was a dreamer. He was the greatest poly athlete uh, in the world. So much so that he didn't need to actually complete any of them, and he, and he just he put his boat. In between um, oh, fuck yeah, a, no- a Norwegian fishing boat. Oh, he rode for days to get a Norwegian one. <laughs> yeah, that's a long way away. <laughs> I mean, Azaki could, could have been anywhere. You know what they're like, these uh, these gallivanting types. A Norwegian fishing boat and, and um, a hard place. Yeah, and a, and a hard place. And, um, and it just smashes his guts apart. Yeah, really traumatising um, the crew of that Norwegian fishing boat. What have we done? <laughs> no, no, no. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> Hang ten, everyone. Ideas can be powerful. Not as powerful as a whaling ship. Who would you not have sex with after saying something like that? Just everyone on Earth. Yeah. But Ray Winston, unfortunately, wasn't that person, and so he gets very upset. He'd taken pictures on his iPad, like <laughs> an elderly person in an art gallery, uh, <laughs> of Johnny Utah having sex with um, Samsara. 
who is the woman's name. Oh, great. Wonderful. It's good to get that in at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he confronts him about it and says, you can't do this anymore, you rotten slag. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've got a man. I've got a completely Ozaki 8. Look, he sounds like a bit of a knob. Are you sure you don't want to just, you know, do some police work? No way, man. So now, having done a bunch of just sports stuff, they're actually going to do one of their kind of heists, and they're going to shut down a gold mine, or just mm. fuck up some gold trucks. They sort of drive kind of slowly in on on motorbikes with helmets on, so you can't tell who's who. Yeah. And then eventually, enough of them crash well, their own motorbikes and yeah. then get thrown off for them to declare the heist a success. Yes. Bodhi threatens to blow up the whole place, killing the civilians who are around. Johnny Utah doesn't like that idea because there are still civilians around yeah. that he kind of likes. And he blows his cover. Says, FBI, freeze, don't yeah. do it. Uh, can't he... let you do this, Bodhi. <laughs> can't let you do this. Can't, you le- can't let you do this, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he points a gun at him. Bodhi looks back at him and presses the trigger anyway. Um, so, um, yeah, so... and that's it. Uh, the uh, explosions go off. There's a massive cavalcade avalanche of rocks. Yep. Which uh, Bodhi, Bode, Bode and uh, Johnny John A. UT. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Uti and Bode. Jo- um, Janelle Monet. <laughs> Janelle um, Monet rides away from smartly, completely <laughs> saving her reputation. <laughs> um, then that scene ends with, uh, Bode getting away. The, the, the cool, the cool bit where Keanu Reeves points oh, his I gun love in the that air. Bit. You know, and he's, he's pointing at him and he points the gun in the air and goes, ah! And he shoots his, yeah. What's really weird is, he actually cut to the Catherine Bigelow version of that scene and show Keanu Reeves, who wasn't in the rest of the movie, doing that. Okay, so he's using the intelligence he has. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Utah to try and stop them the old fashioned way by yeah. cutting off their money. I mean, shit has hit the fan at this stage with yeah. Johnny Utah. Ray, Win- Ray Winston has uh, deemed him a slag. Yeah. And uh, Delroy Lindo is in on it now to, to deliver the only, um, useful bit of audience surrogacy in, in the film, um, which was something along the lines of, What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that even mean? What does this mean? What does this even mean? And, what uh, the fuck are you talking about, Ozaki 8? Have, so they're going to rob a bank in yes. order to get some money to pay for their deeds. Yes. A bank, they say. That should be easy. Not this bank. It's on the top of a mountain. Yes. Why? Anyway. Yep. Um, there's a big shootout. There's a big shootout where someone dies. Yeah. I think it's just Bodhi now, right? It's Bodhi. That's it. It's Bodhi and someone else. Another thief. Yes. And they, they, they run away and they end up on a ski lift and they have a Man with a Golden Gun style. No, Moonraker, sorry. They have a Moonraker style. <laughs> sorry. Such a Twat. They have a Moonraker style ski jump action sequence, which ends with Johnny Utah shooting the thief inside. Yeah. Um, he takes the mask off. It's Samsara. What? Samsara? That's the end of the scene. Yeah, that's the end of that we- and the end of that moment. Yep. Um, he, he does not mourn her no but in the next in the next scene he's got teary eyes so which is good which yeah, is how we know that he was in. sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> um they, they they splatter out of his eyes like gunshot wounds <laughs> they actually uh, make the gunshot noise as he cries them <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he he walks down to the, the the train platform yeah he looks at Bodhi, who's standing there yeah they both look very sad and angry and, and horny hungry and hungry um, he goes. To, he goes to leap across the other platform. He doesn't see a train hurtling towards him at 150 kilometers an hour. Or hear, or smell, no, or taste. In no way is Johnny Utah ever aware of trains ever. <laughs> and um, Bodhi uses this uh, this this opportunity to run very quickly down the platform. <laughs> so uh, yes, getting away. Yeah, foiling 
Johnny Utah's master plan again. He says. Johnny Utah is fucked now. Yeah, fuck. What what could possibly happen next? Well, there's only two trials left. There's the wave that he missed because he saved Utah's stupid ass. And that won't come around for lifetimes. Lifetimes, years. So, um... and that, But there's also... you got to climb a tall thing. Mm. Um, and there's only one tall thing it could possibly be yeah. because of, like, the extradition treaties with the US or something. Yeah. And that is... The thing they Angel Falls in Angel- Venezuela. Oh, okay, great. Is, is Venezuela a non-extradition? Sure is. Sure is. Wow. They did their research. They Googled the fuck out of that. Yeah, they did. And uh, Del Rolindo is impressed. <laughs> so, and they're like, you're back on the team, Johnny. <laughs> Here's your badge and your gun. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have any of these before. <laughs> great. Rad. <laughs> um, yeah, so they then... Yeah. Well, he alone, seemingly... <laughs> No other member of the FBI knows how to climb a thing. or Interpol um, yeah. decides to, to to go with him to Venezuela. Yeah, there weren't any helicopters available. No, so yeah, he gets he a just... rowboat <laughs> which Ray Winston pilots. Um, <laughs> Fucking slag going wrong. Just like Gary Busey in the <laughs> singing, his, singing his sailor songs. <laughs> oh, one or on me right, one or on me left. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, not Keanu shouting abuse at women that he passes on the street. <laughs> oh, I love get him out. It's a, it's a tribeswoman. <laughs> They're already out. Very nice, lovely love. <laughs> I'm Ray Winston. It's my cup of tea. <laughs> Where I... is my cup of tea? Oh, Twenty to one. It, <laughs> I left it back in Peru. Oh. Back round we go. What's my chances of getting back to Peru unscathed? Twenty to one, I reckon. <laughs> Poor bet on. I'm a big rotating CGI head <laughs> in a bleak expanse of nothingness. <laughs> he was as well. It was very upsetting. <laughs> so they get to the top of the river, Apocalypse yeah. House style. Yeah. And, um, it's exactly that. It's exactly like that. And Johnny Utah, uh, climbs the mountain, gets to the top, and they're both there and they're like, you gotta stop running, man. Yeah. I never stop running. Well, after these six stunts? <laughs> no. I do one more. And he yeah. just, and, uh, oh, sorry. Yes. There were three stunts left. Sorry. Yeah. There was the wavy mist because he saved Johnny Utah's stupid ass. Yeah. There's the big climby thing you've got to do. Yeah. And there's an act of ultimate trust. Yes. What does that entail? Well, who knows? But um, I'm sure it'll be resolved uh, yeah, later probably. by the plot. He jumps. So um, Bodhi jumps off the top of this fucking mountain. Yeah. Falling ostensibly to his death and the falls below. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Utah dives after him. Yeah. They both go down. And when he re-emerges, um, British Busey's there. And he says, yeah. what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> and he says, it's the act of ultimate trust. He figured it out. He trusted that... I guess he trusted he would be okay. He jumped off a very, very tall yeah. thing and just trusted to be alive. Which I, is a pretty dumb act of trust. I genuinely think that the film was going for trust in each other. I but just think how? that they... I just I, I think on this occasion, they missed the landing. here's the thing (laughs) it's not like johnny utah jumping helped him so it was an act of ultimate trust (laughs) and they passed yeah they they got an a yeah in the azaki eight yeah they got all of them except the wave except the wave yes bodhi disappears where's bodhi you've seen uh, point break 91 haven't you yeah there's a wave in that one yeah there's a patrick swayze yeah, he's going to do that because um because he's got to live life to the the fullest at like every moment. That's a perfect way of tracking him. E- exactly. So, so in this film, we cut to the wave. There's a big CGI ocean. 
Yes. Run out of uh, practical effects money. Yeah, they, well, they've run out of practical effects, is the thing. is You can only have so many. They come mm. in a bag. Oh. And they've used up all of them. Like a like Scrabble tiles. Yeah, like Scrabble tiles. And and yeah, they had only so many used. They had seven in there and yeah. they've used up them all. So now now they've got to do the last one sans practical effects. Yeah, now they've got to do it on a big shitty green screen. Yeah, they've got to get some guy to come in and draw it in pencil. But he he lands on this boat uh-huh. apparently. He yeah. lands on a thing. We we are led to believe it's a boat. <laughs> And um, he's like, "I've got to arrest you now. I can't let you get away with all these all these people you killed. You you broke you broke the law. You killed so many people." He's, and he's got a real big like moral and ethical problem with everything that Bodhi has done. Yeah. And he's like, "Don't, don't be a dick." And he's like, "All right, off you go, <laughs> off you go." Then. And then he and goes he spanks off. him on the ass as he walks yeah. past. And he goes and he goes goes off and surfs. And and, that's, and 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 that's that's the end. With- not quite. He then we then cut back to reveal that um, Johnny Utah has in fact returned to his extreme sports lifestyle and is gonna. I think he snowboards or does one of the stunts again, right at the end. He does a big snowboard, I think. Yeah, he does a big snowball. He um, yeah. does a huge amount of drugs. Dies on the sofa at the end. <laughs> it's wonderful. So. This is, as we've saucily alluded to a couple of times, yeah. a remake of Catherine Bigelow's excellent 90s heist movie, mm. Bro- uh, Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> it's called something else. Broken Break Point. point. <laughs> Broken Point. Yeah. Point Breakers, which is about a guy, it's an, he's an FBI agent, he's very straight, Yeah, he's a very boring kind of dude, but he's younger than Gary Busey, and by <laughs> pure merit of that, as are most people, but he's the only one who's around. <laughs> Um, he is asked to infiltrate a surf gang who are also robbing banks to pay for their surfer lifestyle. Yes. There's spirituality in there, but it's yeah. very understated. It's just about live life without compromise. Yeah. They want to surf. They mm. fucking love surfing. And so, fuck it. We're just going to do that. And if nobody wants to pay us for it, we'll just take money yeah. <laughs> to do um, it. It's very obvious in its presence hmm. because they didn't make too much of a thing of it they didn't have fucking monologues about yeah. the spirituality of it and the need to one thing is they seem to rather determined than the new one to make them into robin hood style characters yes but they they give back only what they take in the point break they were just they just took money but the money was insured so it didn't matter that much yeah. they only robbed people who could afford to lose it and they just kept it for themselves and that's yeah. what made them bad guys who ultimately did need in the end to have that comeuppance. Yeah. Keanu Reeves isn't the only one who fucking falls in love with Bodhi. Yeah. We we, we all do. <laughs> like played by Patrick Swayze. Yeah, how could you not for for starters? But yeah. but the, the the fact is they didn't they didn't stand around talking about all the cool shit that we did. They just they just went yeah. and fucking did it. Yeah. They were like, sorry, can't talk to you, there's a wave on. Square. <laughs> Off we go. And then and they just go and like dive headfirst into a into a wheat thresher. <laughs> Cause it, cause it just gave, gave them thrills. They go skidding down a concrete street and they do their shins in. It's just what, they love it. Love it. <laughs> Gravel all in their knees uh, just in time to go home because mum's making yeah. beans and fish fingers. What have you done to your legs? Love oh. it, mum. <laughs> and, and, but, but in this film, they're, they're yeah. doing all this cool shit. Like there's this, there's, there's one scene at the beginning, near the beginning of the film where they, yeah. they, they steal whole palletfuls of of money oh yeah yeah and they they sort of cut the the restraints and they they fall out the back of these planes yeah and they skydive after them and they and they latch onto the thing and they cut the the straps loose sending millions or like hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars millions it's gotta be millions yeah, yeah. there's a lot millions of <laughs> hundreds of one dollar notes yeah um in into the sky 
Yeah. Which, which for, for one thing, looks fucking cool. It looks fucking yeah, really great. good. Because it was a real thing. They yeah. were actually falling, and um, but I don't care how good your particle creation is, how good your particle animation. Yeah. You'll never beat fucking doing that shit for real. And no. this looked great when yeah. the money just goes flying. Yeah. Beautiful. But then they'd do cinema death by just drawing attention to it in the, yeah. in the narrative. There's no... I mean, every so often a character will go, woo, or something, but none of them are funny. Yeah. None of them are, like, guys you would want to hang around with. Bodhi in particular looks like a douchebag. Osaka spoke of balance. It is not about risking our lives for personal gain. It is about becoming part of something that is much greater than ourselves. Oh, it's real. It's absolutely real. Everything moves in cycles. So twice a century, the ocean lets us know just how small we really are. He just, it's, it's the same as Jesus. Hmm. He doesn't look like he'd be great fun to like hang around with, in spite of how much fresh bread you get. Like all, all three, like all, all members of that group, they look like like one third of Matthias Schönert. Schönert, you know the guy from um, Bigger Splash. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that guy. They, they yeah, look they like do. they're taken from him, like extracted <laughs> from him, and, and and he's gone for a prison. <laughs> <laughs> like in in the original in the original movie, you know, Bodhi. Bodhisattva. There's this whole like Eastern spirituality thing there. Yeah. He's very he's very cool all the fucking time. In this in this one, there's no time to be cool because we've got to go to a, a fight club and have a fist fight to prove ourselves. And yeah. Then, like whenever they're not doing that or having like giving their talk on the Chartists and <laughs> and how they influence their their um approach yeah. to living life to the max. Yeah. They're they're just doing these um they're doing these six six stunt scenes. Yeah. But Without any of that cool, like, group dynamic or interaction. There's no, yeah. we're the, the ex-presidents and, you know, <laughs> we've been stealing from you for long enough and this, you know, so yeah. a little bit more won't make a difference. Getting into the theatricality of it. Yeah. It is that case, yeah, they're, um, I mean, the, the group, the characters in the original, like, they were very broad. It was just, this is the fun one, yeah. this is the serious one, mm. and this is the one who's Patrick Swayze. That's enough. But it, it's enough. It's all you needed. Here, they're just all so dull. Yeah. To the point where we couldn't, we genuinely had trouble keeping track of which ones were still alive. Mm. And we're meant to feel really bad about the fact that Johnny Utah's big choice. And that's the yeah. other thing. We've got to talk about Johnny Utah here. He He's carrying a lot of guilt here. Mm. He has caused three people to die. His partner at the beginning, mm. that guy, mm. and then he shot that chick. He took lives. He took lives. I get nothing off him no. in the in the ending of this movie. He's and what he's he's learned to come to terms with his grief. Should you have? Yeah, you've killed these people basically. Well, but I think I think this film's made that that fatal error of um of grief makes you deep. Yeah, it, it doesn't like- it doesn't break you. It just. It like characterizes you. It's very tricky to have a brooding character because how do you, you need to show the brooding character, but have the audience know why they're brooding. Mm. With him, he just sort of, I don't know, look off the edge of a ship and look sad, yeah. and it's like we're left to infer, or he's probably thinking about one of the people he's murdered. <laughs> but like, okay, I, I, there are two movies that I love for handling grief. One of them is Rabbit Hole, mm-hmm. uh, which is just so fucking painful for the way in which little details keep coming back to haunt. Yeah. The two parents who have lost their child. Yeah. The other was Memento. Sorry. Um, I was going to anticipate your answer, and I got it wrong. Okay. What's oh Manchester by the Sea? Oh yeah, that's that's yeah that too. Mm. Definitely. Continue. (laughs) Manchester by the Sea is a wonderful film for dealing with grief because again, you can just see how hollow Casey Affleck is. Uh, The other one I was going to mention was Memento, uh, just because of the way in which um, (laughs) uh, the way in which um, what's the main guy's name? Uh, Leonard's wife. Mm. 
just continues to haunt him for all yeah. the little things and just the way in which Nolan's able to give a sense of the relationship he's lost, even though we never actually see her alive, you know, back on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, these movies know how to deal with grief and have sort of specters in our character's past. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to justify that the reason this particular Johnny Utah is such a bad actor is because he's just broken by grief, but... <laughs> That doesn't Maybe. quite sell it. And, and, and again, it's just so difficult to care care for a character when there's no, there's just no, no like, there's no character moments. No. It feels like rich twats on their holidays is the thing. Yeah. They keep bumping into people on their fucking yacht parties. Mm-hmm. In, in the original, they lived in huts. Yeah. They lived in huts, probably in a big pile of each other. They don't own a t-shirt between them. No, they share the one t-shirt. <laughs> um and it's it's yeah it's just there's a, a more cozy feel to them yeah you get the idea of a lifestyle there who the fuck are these guys even well they're bankrolled by a like by a playboy that's right they're bankrolled by this, this billionaire shit. who who holds parties on on like some yeah. alpine retreat and 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 Bodhi makes a big point of like distancing distancing the group from them being <laughs> like just because you know just because he funds us doesn't mean that we like him and it's like well it's still, still money. yeah guilty by associate association there <laughs> uh Bodhi. maybe when you cut a massive pallet full of um money just grab like a wad and shove it in your pocket at the same time yeah. then you wouldn't need it then you wouldn't yeah be, need to be bankrolled by an oligarch <laughs> Just, Even just our thought. bank robbers are funded by oligarchs now. First Waterstones, now this. Ooh, it's like that film Killing Them Softly. <gasps> I love that film. So cynical. Point Break uh, 2015 is great. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, we're wrong, everyone. Oh, I love James Gandolfini in it. <laughs> His stunts for the best. <laughs> but Watch this, you piece of shit. <laughs> just a note on Keanu Reeves, then. He can't act, really. Not really. Come on, it's nah. it's Keanu Reeves. This planet is dying. The human race is killing it. He burned my house down. It was free pizza, free fucking pizza. Any news from Transylvania? <laughs> He's the best actor of our generation. <laughs> He's not the most emotive or no. effusive of guys, is he? No. He does show a fair amount of uh, juice in Point Break. Yeah, he gets angry a lot. And he, yeah. he's kind of impatient and there's like an urgency to him. Yeah. No, let, let's, let me make it clear. I fucking love Keanu Reeves. Absolutely. I adore the man. I, I, he's in so many of my mm-hmm. favourite movies. He's in The Matrix. He's in Speed. He's yeah. in Point Break. And he's in John Wick. You know. <sighs> yeah. I fucking love the guy. He's fantastic. He, he's not a great actor. He's not also got quite that action movie charisma that guys like Sly Stallone and like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who yeah. again couldn't really act, but they'll yeah. smile at you and you'll feel things inside of you that you don't really want to talk yeah. about too much, except you know, well, you know, mm. you know, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, he's not got that going on really, but there's something amusing about him. Something very funny. It's like Cypher says, it's those puppy dog eyes. It's the puppy dog eyes. There's definitely. an innocence to he's, him. He's gorgeous, he's innocent, he's lovely. Yeah. You never lose track of the fact that he's a lovely guy. Yeah. Um. Even as John Wick. I don't know, I love Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> There's something very hard to describe, evidently very hard yeah. to describe about his charm. But there is a lot of it. There is. Um, this guy? It's just... Sorry, I was just thinking about him. <laughs> it, they didn't. They just didn't write a character that played to his strengths, whatever they were. I think. Yeah. Whatever those strengths were. I don't think we needed a deeper, darker Utah. I think just a, mm. a nice guy, 
uh, a perfectly straight arrow. Yeah. Who gets adopted into a lifestyle he never knew existed and fucking loves it. Yeah. And then finds himself torn between his sort of stuffed shirt sense of what's right and wrong. And he just can't take it. You know, he can't take that dichotomy. And we're torn with him because we see how fun Bodhi and his gang are. But we see how wrong they are as well. Yes. And we're torn too. And that's really the dichotomy that is needed here. That's what Catherine Bigelow sort of played upon. This is why I wondered, did should they have even bothered making a point break movie? You know, mm. Terry Pratchett said if there was only one... You know, if you could, if you could only tell one story about sure. a time machine, you know, what, yeah. what would come of that? He said it a lot better than I just... <laughs> but boulderized it but you could have had another extreme sports movie and sure. you could have made it your own instead of yeah. like taking a story that every every everybody loves where if you didn't want to do the free spirit thing which is really the heart of the movie which yeah. is what makes it such a such a wonderful film yeah um could have been an extreme sports guy with a with a with a dark past who meets a bunch of guys who who are thrill seekers and then yeah. he has some sort of yeah he has some sort revelation. of personal revelation yeah sure. revelation and and still going to have to get rid of all of that theory yeah the back yeah um but they, they could have done something good with it or they could have made a yeah. documentary about thrill seekers which i would have really enjoyed watching yeah, sure. it, it just kind of lost all the magic and it's such a shame because the the practical effects were great they were the stunting to his credit i mean yeah. so many stunts there were people yeah. like skydiving through holes in the ground that was particularly beautiful unfortunately a lot of these action sequences are poorly edited and the, f- yeah. the camera angles picked sometimes show off how great and gorgeous the um environment is sometimes don't by shooting yeah. upwards at them yeah and again just completely we, we rewatched the um initial skydiving sequence from point break god yeah and they're having so much fun and it's actually patrick swayze up there yeah and he's fucking loving it yeah we we see his face so yeah. we can relate to him they're all they're all they're all cheering and whooping it doesn't matter that you can't you can't actually hear people when you're skydiving like that yeah. but but and and then and then it cuts to Keanu Reeves on you know just just like on a big fan in yeah. in, in, in a studio and yeah. he's and he's just going oh my god <laughs> this is amazing and it's and it's nerdy it's yeah. really geeky it's like a, a, a um like an uptight guy just just having the the time of his life and yeah. it, it doesn't matter that it's obviously that it's yeah fake yeah because you're just you're just going along with it you love yeah. it um but there's no fun in these skydiving scenes no. The um the rock climbing at the end and Angel Falls. Oh, that was great. They're cli- climbing, climbing without. I mean, yeah. I don't know quite how high up they were when they were being filmed and whether they had any um safety ropes or not. But there were a the couple whole... of shots that let you know how high they were. Yeah, and that you know they're hanging away just by their hands. There's there's yeah. Um, it was one of the few times we had a sense of peril. Sure. And 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 scale. Yeah. But for the for the for the most part, we just didn't get to see them having any fun with this. Yeah, absolutely. they weren't. They were they were just doing it for some academic reason. They were like researchers. <laughs> yeah, such a shame. They could have had a real joyous movie out, out of it. They could have, yeah, and maybe even a movie that was worthy of being called Point Break. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, they didn't quite make it. So let's let's quick fire yeah. some things that we actually did like. So, I mean, I think my favorite visual in the film is the surfing sequence. Ironically, for, mm. you know, Point Break, but the scene where they are they initially he initially meets the gang and they are surfing. Yeah. It's so gorgeous and oh, amazing. Yeah. Like I, I, I found myself sort of verbally <laughs> expressing mm. how incredible this was. Just like them, this massive wave, mm. this real huge wave, sort of crashing, and people just, you know, surfing through this tight tunnel of 
aqua of of clear aqua blue. Yeah. Fuck me, that was gorgeous. One one particular moment in the rock climbing mm. scene for me. There's a there's a good bit of fingering when he, he ins- <laughs> oh yeah he, yeah this yeah they're 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 struggling to get up this this rock face tall yeah. the like lo- the longest free running yeah. waterfall in the world and re- like sort of scrabbling for purchase you would then get a close up it's Utah's hands isn't it yeah yeah his one at just his index finger slots into like a nook yeah in the in the wall this tiny nook and you hear the skin scrape yeah as it, as it goes in and it just there's something so real about that. Yeah, it's visceral. It's uh, relatable. Yeah. You can think, fuck, I'm glad I'm not doing that. Yeah. You re- you really just get a sense of how vulnerable they are. Yeah. It's excellent. Absolutely. There's a scene where uh, British UC, Great Winston, <laughs> is sat in a car waiting for Johnny Utah to give him a good telling off. Hmm. And when it gets to the car... Good seeing too. Yeah. They sort of, they sort of whisper. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, I don't know what you're playing at, but you're playing a pretty dangerous game. That's what you're playing at, a yeah. dangerous game. I know where your mum lives. <laughs> I'm gonna tell your dad on you, <laughs> like, but just him whispering in a yeah. dark car with like a tra- a bin fire nearby mm. reminded me of like some better British thriller, like a proper British gangster movie. Yeah, actually, I did also note that the first time that Ray Winston had more than one line in in succession, <laughs> yeah, he was a force. Now I'm sorry if this particular locale lacks the glamour you're accustomed to because there's no drugs or naked girls shaking their asses. But that's why we stayed down here all night. Um, I have okay. I have one more. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the stuff I loved were just little shots, like um, the scene where um, a boulder falls off the top of the cliff and sort of smashes on the truck. Mm. Um, it looked great. Like yeah. it was like, oh shit, that looks dangerous. Get out of there. Then it was a massive CGI rock fall, and it's like, oh, ah. who cares? The bit where Bodhi jumps off the cliff. Utah jumps after him and he sort of ragdolls once he gets over the cliff. Like his <laughs> yeah. legs kind of fly up and yeah. he's like spinning. And it, yeah, that it was like, holy shit, that was a guy <laughs> there doing that. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was awesome. Um, I think my last like big thing would be near the end. Um, Utah says to Bodhi, sorry, Bodhi says to Utah, um, I knew you were a cop. And it's like, why did you keep me here then? Cause I thought I could save you. And I liked that. That's mm. a good twist. Like, okay. He kept around because he thought he might be able to turn him over to the gang. Yeah. That's neat. But still, we didn't have that great heartbreak moment where Patrick Swayze sees Utah and knows that he's a cop. Yeah. You know, and they have eye contact for a while and it's the ultimate betrayal because I don't know if we leaned heavily enough into this. The original movie is a love story between Johnny Utah and mm. Bodie. It totally is. And it's beautiful for that. The unashamed homoeroticism yeah. of it is wonderful. And it's just not at all in this one. No. Um, so consequently, you don't have that sort of connection between the characters as well. No. And it makes the ending where he finally lets him go surf kind of nonsensical. It's meaningless. Yeah, exactly. Because what do you owe him exactly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's responsible for some of the worst moments of your life. Yeah. Off you go. Off you go. Just because... Swimmer. Just because of the time you made me kill the girl I loved. <laughs> just because of that. No. You. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think so. Let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. So, Paul. Uh-huh? You know what this what this film reminded me of? Um, What's that? The Fast and the Furious. The Ooh. first one. Ooh. It's um you know a cop goes undercover into a world that he has no very you know no experience in and and this guy and, and Paul Walker is you know likes his cars but oh he does yeah not that way no he likes European shitty cars whereas Vin Diesel's all about American muscle for Ericsson yeah. car <laughs> so so there's that and I want to talk about um Fast Five. Yeah, that's fair enough. First, so, so you basically don't want to talk about Fast and Furious movies. 
You want to talk about Fast Five? Yeah, so imagine Point Break, but Fast Five. Yeah. Notable for being the good Fast and Furious (laughs) film of the entire series. Definitely Uh, the best, yeah. Yeah, definitely the best. I know you like Six. I haven't seen Six. Six is pretty good. Seven had its moments. Yes. um, But was definitely veering into cesspool sort of territory. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the, the fifth one set, um, mostly in Brazil, uh, Dominic Toretto and his crew of street racers plan a massive heist to buy their freedom while in the sights of a powerful Brazilian drug lord and a dangerous federal agent <laughs> who is played by the fucking rock. The rock. Um, that, this is his first appearance in the Fast and the Furious, uh, yeah, films. First um, and best. Um, I wasn't aware of it, I don't think, when we went to see it. Um, and his, his, um, appearance, I mean, I didn't see it with you. No, no. So I remember, uh. I remember being happy. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did laugh. Um, and. Without fear of repercussions. Yeah. And, it, and his, his presence in there. <laughs> no, don't know! <laughs> it was in that film, it was a perfect counterpoint to Vin Diesel. Really good practical effects. Yep. Um, it was the, the extreme sort of sports style themes of the, yep. of the film. Force again, forcing people like Dwayne Johnson's character into you know into hairpin antics, uh, <laughs> hairpin lifestyle. Antics. Yeah, welcome to Colin McRae's <laughs> hairpin antics. <laughs> it actually made me enjoy driving action scenes, and it's yeah. it's it's a real achievement when a film gets me to enjoy action, um, driving action. Yeah, um, you've got Mission Impossible, Ronin, Fast and the Furious Five. <laughs> Which Mission Impossible? Um, is it Rug Nation? There's more. Oh, with the bikes. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, that was that's great. superb, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, Fast and Furious Five, Mission Impossible, yeah. Rug Nation. Both of these are better than Point Break. <laughs> yes, they um, absolutely are. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Five is 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 very entertaining. They get yeah. minimal shots of ladies' bottoms. Well, yeah. There's only actually one gratuitous drag race sequence. The, the, okay. the bane of the Fast and Furious movies for me is that there's always one fucking sequence. Um, at least one where it's like they have to do an establishing shot of the street race and there's lots of spinning rims and women's asses and sort of like gratuitous shots of of sort of going back and forth between cars and women as if they were interchangeable. Um, Yes, there's there's always a scene that makes me wish that I wasn't there. Yes, um, in the first one I think it it. happens, in the first movie I think it's every other scene. Um, In the fifth one it happens just the once and it's almost like an afterthought. Yeah, I don't have one. Okay. And that was the one better thing. <laughs> the one better thing. Okay, thank you for listening to One Good Thing. We are on Twitter. Did you know? Uh, I'd heard a rumor ah. on Facebook. Yes. Um, you log into www.facebook.com forward slash OGTPOD and um, it tells us how you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> and and it's true. We are there. We're yeah. always, um, we've got all of our... Um, well, no, I, that is a lie. I am in the process of putting up all of our podcasts on YouTube uh, in video form. Oh, yes. Um, and we are available on Stitcher. I haven't checked it. don't know if anyone's using it, but it is there because I know what some people are like. <laughs> they can't... They always want everything. Yeah. Send us an email. OGTPod at gmail.com. We are ready for your bile. Uh, thanks to Nell for recommending the film. The film? Yes, the film. After making me watch Point Break and then uh, saying, I've got a great idea for your podcast. <laughs> Worked out well. Sounds to me um, like Nell's the real Patrick Swayze here. <laughs> I'd never shoot her. <laughs> um, I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> Finally...
If you ever listen to one of your favourite movie critics rubbish a film and think, well, I'd like to see you try any better. Well, now you can, because I've written a book. Um, It's called Dockhead. Everyone wants to be filled. Modern life has long for meaning. And from Dockhead, London, Ed Fisher sees this clearer than most. In Nancy, his novelist wife, in search of her working class roots. In Lovelorn Friends, in his workaholic editor. And in Blake, his famous and distant father filled with regret. So when Nancy disappears midway through writing her third book, Ed must figure out why before she's swallowed by a media frenzy and he's forced to live out the plots to her past and future works. It's a little bit about art. It's about finding yourself. It's about finding fulfilment in uh, sex, drugs, love and fiction, even though that may be a fiction in itself. Um, It is right there on Amazon. Uh, It's $5.99. I will put the link up on on, on Twitter and on Facebook and um, I will ram this down your throats for the next few weeks. So, uh, yeah. Check it out. I've... I've read it. I'm uh, I'm not a you know big book person. Don't know much about books, but I mean I couldn't find Wally. So like he is well hidden. It's going to keep you occupied for a long time. He is deeply buried, guys. <laughs> He's, He's actually thematically yeah. in there. It's making the book gaggy so deep. <laughs> um, I loved it. It was a really great book, and I think you should check it out too. Particularly if you're fond of sort of commentaries on modern life and mm-hmm. sort of notions of identity and also yeah. A good um, couple of sex scenes. Yeah, a couple of sex scenes. A couple of awesome sex scenes that you're going to love. Something for everyone. (laughs) You'll never be able to hear this voice the same again. Cool. Beautiful. Uh, Yeah, so I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Point Break is Ray Winston whispering menacingly in a car next to a bin on fire. What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that even mean?